The Sailor Jimmy Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Stephen Smolko and his team are the best in the roofing business. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. What up? (laughs) You like that, Jake Bush, Navy veteran? (laughs) I always like having Army people around. Anyways, today we have Caitlin Warren back in on the show. She was on episode one when I botched my intro. We're learning. Everybody says I didn't, but I, I, you know, just hard on myself. And then also we have here today, uh, Texas country music, up and coming superstar. My good friend, army veteran. uh, He's got what? Three number ones, three number ones, a fourth one coming, I believe. uh, And in Texas radio, Mr. Jake Bush. Howdy, howdy. With us today. What have you been up to, man? Just running the roads. Been writing a lot and living my life, man, trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw you. Well, no, I missed your show at Sawyer Park like, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago? But I was getting all kinds of text messages, man, like about how awesome it was. Man, that place is awesome. <laughs> yeah. And the crowd's good, too. I mean, it was, I was nervous because it was kind of cold, kind of not cold, you know, and they shut us all in there and. Yeah. You go a whole year without people being crammed together like that. You really never know what's going to happen, That's especially true. the parties we throw. Right. So it's <laughs> it was like it was a little nervous, but good turnout, man. I love that place. Yeah, people were like, "Oh man, like you missed a great show. It was awesome. They were sending me videos." So I think I had something I had to be up that night. So I'm sorry about that. It's cool. But you speak- got my birthday next year. Yeah. Anytime you play, man, I'm trying to be there. You know that. He's got one coming up April 9th, do uh, do in the woodlands. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the breakfast uh, bar. I'm down to go if you are. What well, April 9th? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I no. already know right now my schedule that I'm 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 booked. Leslie's 1 year anniversary party, yeah. Maybe I'll sneak away. But Yeah, it's it's like half early, half late. Yeah. It's sort of like 8 o'clock or something. For a dosi? Mhm. Yeah. And that's going to be what an acoustic you buy, just acoustically? Yeah, probably me or me and a guitar player. Well, very cool, man. I'm freaking tired, by the way, today. I've been freaking moving into my new office. I'm So two doors down, I'm next. My new office with Boots for Troops is really next door. We've been moving in today, so I'm, I'm freaking tired. But that's Congratulations. I'm yeah. here. Thanks. Appreciate it. So what's up? What's on the rundown today? We got rapid fire. Oh, we don't have any rapid fire questions, though. <laughs> Make some up, Caitlin. Make them up, Caitlin. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, This is for Jake. (laughs) Mountains or oceans? Mountains for sure. You said rapid fire. You said rapid fire. What? So, so do you do any like snow sports? Snow sports. Yeah. I went skiing one time, but I was on the big bunny slopes and I couldn't figure out how to stop. So I just kind of laid down. <laughs> went, I got that off, sounds about right. got off the mountain and never went back up. I got tea? one. Tea or coffee? Uh, tea. Oh my gosh. Tea. With sugar or without sugar? But okay. It's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a two, two answer question because it's like, I like hot tea because I sing, but I also like sweet tea. Mm. I love coffee, but it's bad for me. He is from Texas. So from Texas. you've got to like sweet tea. 
I t- we had a we had a strong debate about this on one of the other shows. I don't like tea at all. I hate yeah. tea. For I, I don't see like how people like it. Like it's, to where me, are you it's, from? It's potty water. Where are you from? <laughs> hey, I'm from I'm from Texas. You understand a, that like, everyone in Texas will disown I, you for I, saying I, I know what that. you just said. No, but like, seriously. we are known for sweet tea and beautiful <laughs> women in summertime. You it potty water. <laughs> well, it's like people are like, oh, <laughs> okay. If people are like, I'm that's, they're hot, they're sweating. Like, oh, I want a nice ice cold tea. I'm like, I want an ice cold Gatorade. Like a tea? No, I'm sorry, it just doesn't taste good to me. It really doesn't. Potty water. I can't get past the potty water. <laughs> now, I, I will do sweet either. tea vodka. I've never heard that. Yeah, sweet right. tea vodka. Yeah. Okay. Or an Arnold Palmer. Like, if you do, like, half lemonade, half okay. tea, like, I'm do- I'm good with that. But Potty vodka. Potty vodka. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Jimmy's new brand. <laughs> Man, growing up, my mom always had a pitcher of sweet tea. Still to this day, Same. you go to her house, she has a big old gallon of sweet yeah. tea. Multiple gallons a day. <laughs> I feel like that generation was was big on that, like having the tea, the pitcher yeah. of tea in the refrigerator. Like I think it was, you know, about community, right? Like you make someone a glass of tea when they come over. It's just that like makes you feel at home. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse for me than when I show up to like a luncheon or something and like all they're serving is tea. Tea or water. Like it's got to have, well, at least they have like for, for sure have to have water, but. They have sinks, I'm sure. <laughs> right. We drink worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, how about summer or winter? Winter. Winter. Yeah. yeah. Man, you I like to wear hoodies. I like. Yeah. I like wearing <laughs> hoodies, but also don't like being hot. Yeah. Like, man, I, my house is cold. My bus is cold. My truck is cold. Have like, you ever thought like. of living outside of Texas? <laughs> Never. Okay, good answer. Good well, answer. Ex- you, you don't like the hot. It's extremely it's hot here. Though. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's hot here, but when it's cold here, it's like a, I can deal with it. Right. Like, I've been in North Carolina or Virginia, right. Pennsylvania, where it's freezing cold, and I hate every second of it. You know, I, yeah. I'm with you. I I think it gets so freaking hot here during the summer. It's like miserable. No, I like going to the pool and all that stuff, but yeah. I'm a, I like I also like some around a campfire or a fire in the winter time with True. hoodie on, you know. So, all right, one more. Out of the country or in the country vacation? In the country. In the country. Wow, he he puts the tax dollars back into America. This is the greatest country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> greatest country in the world. Thank you for saying that. That's yeah, true. That's true. I don't. The only vacation I've taken outside this country is my deployment. Really? <laughs> so when I was deployed, we went to Europe, went to London, we went to uh, then we went to Bahrain, Dubai. But I've never like as a civilian like flown out of the country for vacation. Like me- I've never like Mex not to Mexico or Costa Rica or any of that stuff. Wow. Yeah, I've only been you? out of the country one time. I had a a rich girlfriend one time. <laughs> or well, how'd you mess that up? Parents, right? Well, they flew me to the Bahamas, and I thought that was really awesome. I was like twenty years old, twenty-one. That is awesome. Well, thank God that didn't work out because now you have a lo- very lovely fiance. Fiance, I almost called your girlfriend to catch a That's awesome. you, man. She'll show, show up. She <laughs> I know she will. No, she's great, man. She saved my life for sure, dude. Uh, you knew me before yeah. I met her. Yeah, you know, right before I think right. and. Yeah, man, my life has done a complete, like, 180, 100 times, it seems like. In what ways has she changed your life? Man, I'm sober. Um, six months sober now. Man, I mean, I was just lost, honestly, dude. Yeah. Really. I was reckless, and I had my career, like, <laughs> on the top shelf, but it was always under something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was up there, 
top of my priority list, but, there but it was, wasn't number one. Yeah, there was always something, man. I was I never had the full like drive or support behind me, and I think just if you live at home and you have a terrible relationship, man, that it goes to work with yeah. you. And yeah. I was drinking a lot and just doing things I shouldn't have been doing. So were you in a relationship with another somebody else prior yeah, to that? Like very Yeah. And it was very toxic and yeah. I was young, right? I mean young and I was up and coming, thought I was it, you know, literally I was nothing. Yeah. You know? And let it get to my head and I think, you know, meeting Brittany when I did it was just like, here you go. This is where you need to be. Now it's time to do it. And everything that's happened since I met her has just been an uphill. Not really a climb. It just seemed like we've just walked up yeah. the hill. And I've and I've been awesome. around you. I've been around him up for the past couple. What are you on? Almost two years or something like mm-hmm. that, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I've been around you, and I've seen a difference for sure. Not that you weren't cool or badass before that, but <laughs> <laughs> but you just <laughs> seem like you're. Uh, yeah, he just. Good. I think he has a purpose now. He has mm-hmm. somebody. He has he has a future, and with her, and he's. Yeah, man. We all change as men, right? At some point, or we try to when we find that special person. Yeah, we're all living, man, but it gives you something to live for if it makes any non-cliche sense, you know? People count on you, and it's a different, especially writing songs, you know? I've written more songs and have played more shows that mean where I give a damn, you know, now in the last two years than I ever did in the last five into the seven years, so five years, you know? So do you feel like you write better music right now? 100%, I believe it. You know, I think when I sing a love song or I write a love song or... Even a heartbreak song, I can feel it because I just put myself as if I was that guy getting right. a heartbreak, you know, shades on. <laughs> I love that song. You know? What I would say about you, Jake, is I've worked, you guys know, I've worked with almost everybody in this area um, from top to bottom. And I used to tell some of the younger guys, like, you need to be more like Jake Bush because for as long as I've ever worked with Jake, he's always had his shit together when it comes to how he runs his camp, even when he was still not to where you are today. Like before you had his number ones, like you showed up on time. You were, did your sound check on time? You always had merchandise, uh, just professional, like never had to, I mean, could you run across some of these younger kids who they think there's somebody that they're not yet and they want the red carpet rolled out and, and they don't even have merchandise to sell. And it's like, when you know the business and you know, like, all the different revenue streams and how to make money and how to make it and the work ethic that has to go into it. And then you also got to be professional, right? You got to respect the headliner if you're opening. And Jake's always done that. He's always been, you've always been to me a model in the, in the industry for a lot of these young people, people are coming up and I've told him that. Yeah, so kudos a, to you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool. And it almost seems like, you know, when I was coming up, it's hard to believe seven years. I mean, that's a long time yeah. and it happens before you know it. And I was 20, 21 or 22 playing, playing these gigs. And I feel like no one helped me then, yeah. you know, and now I have, I love it because I've, I've tried to build a character uh, reputation where people can count on me and like, right. Hey, how did you do this? And I don't have to worry about people being scared to like ask me for advice because I don't have an ego. I don't have, sure. all I want to do is help the next one because Josh Ward, yeah, prime example, dude. You know, yeah. I met him on a whim on an acoustic show. I think you booked, and now we did what fifty shows, sixty shows, sold out shows, and wow. really changed my life, dude. You know, he didn't have to help me, so it's least I can do. And guys like us that have platforms can help help people, and maybe you know, I agree. And Ward, dude, go ahead. 
Do you think that that's like just Texas country or, you know, the scene that's here or do you feel like that's, 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 that's weird. You know, that's a difficult, it's a difficult topic because yeah. there's a lot of egos in the music business, but there's a lot of egos in the Texas music business too. And it's, it's difficult, imagine. you know, COVID really humbled me. I was, I've always been grateful. I've done this for a living for seven years, no day job, just angels, yeah. man. And when COVID hit, I was like on my knees, you know, this is it. This yeah. is, I'm out of a day job into the world and what would you have done been late all the time <laughs> been right. insubordinate or something you know but so he met his fiance she yeah man you know cleaned him up something happened man out. but like you know the texas music scene i i feel like when covid hit it was like all right now it's time to be grateful if i wasn't ever grateful and i got complacent now's the time that's out the window you know there's no right. room for that and i feel like maybe it didn't happen for the same same way it didn't happen for other right. artists because some of them still have a chip on their shoulder, which that's okay. I love them all, but you know, it's not how I'm going to be. Right. You know? I think COVID was a wake up call for everybody. And like, we can never complain again about not having or being too busy. Mm-hmm. Like I, when people tell me that now they're like, Oh, I'm so busy. I'm like, well, thank God. Right. Because remember two years ago, we were all saying we had nothing to do we wanted or we couldn't busy, do anything. Right. So, you know, praise the good Lord that you're busy. You have Amen. something to do and then you can actually Amen. do it, go to work and have something to do because especially in the music industry when that was happening, I mean, you guys were just, they closed down all the, all the bars, all the clubs where you guys played. You guys were doing live shows like in living rooms. Yeah. In living rooms. We did a couple of like, asking people's people, houses. Yeah, yeah. Asking people to donate to like Venmo or cash app. Like I remember that. That was wild. Yeah. It, was it crazy. really was, man. I don't even. I don't even know, like those, I probably did live streams for eight months Yeah, and they blew by. I mean, I made, honestly, I made better money doing that. I think it's kind of cool looking back though. Oh, amazing. Do that. Remember when Ward did the shit in his barn? Yeah. With like Jason Allen and stuff. That was really awesome. Then Cody, Cody Johnson got on it. See, I do think that that's kind of what happened during COVID. It it brought us all together in different ways. And so we got to see a lot of talent out there and even average people all the way up to celebrities doing awesome things, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, did you even know you had that talent? I think it was very humbling for for the world. And you said like all the big, like even the big celebrities were doing, they got in and started doing like TV concerts and specials to benefit people who needed it but there were like actors reading books like i could you know have them like read to my children every night like it was pretty cool i mean Mm -hmm. there was a lot of different activities it was a very difficult time but looking back that was it's cool to see how we like had to be flexible and adapted to what was happening i remember for even for us at the charity we're like what are we going to do can't you know we can't do our fundraisers we had a drive up crawfish boil. Like people drove up in their cars and picked, <laughs> up, and picked up crawfish and we fundraised. Can like, we bring that one back? <laughs> we sure can. <laughs> Do anything. Part of the crawfish. <laughs> but no, really cool. Yeah, seeing people see the obstacles and overcome them was really special, man. And especially yeah. like your comrades do that. You know, right, guys absolutely. like you and other local businesses that make your going to going to work, you know, all that got stopped and you had to work out of your living room or your bedroom insane man it really was well how long have i known you jake for trying, i'm trying to remember when we first met and i can't uh, i want to say it's like 2017 maybe yeah i think so like marshall's Marshall's game on game on yeah <laughs> gross back in the day <laughs> i can smell it right now <laughs> oh wow that was it, great it, gross 
Uh, yeah, that's the most you, honest uh, response. <laughs> I was playing with John a lot. Yeah. I was playing with John, I feel like, too much at Game On. Yeah, we just met, and I don't even know. That might have been the how we connected. I'm not really sure, but. I, yeah, I'm sure it was through me booking or meeting you and then booking you. And then I've always believed in you, man. We had this conversation the other day on a text because I'm, I told you, you're, told you about you opening up for clay walker but man i've I've just always believed in you i believe like i said earlier you've always been professional you've always done things the right way and you've always been grateful as well so anytime i've ever helped you you've always sent me a thank you text or showed appreciation which not everybody does that Mm -hmm. and you know in this business if you're a promoter you know sometimes promoters get a bad rap and i don't like to be called a promoter like i really hate it because I just feel like I just love putting on concerts. You're an organizer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not like the – I mean, you can ask anybody that's ever worked with me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not the guy in the green room hanging out trying to be a groupie. Like, I'm – Yeah. I'm far, I want to put on concerts and make money and have a good time. Take like, care of the artist. Yeah. So, anyways, we've I've known you. And you've always done a great job. I'm going to keep saying that. I know a hundred times. But um, I'm very proud of you, man. Say it louder. I'm very proud of Jake Bush. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, man. I mean, it definitely means more than you yeah. know, dude. For sure. So that's um, cool. You're opening for Clay Walker. I am, man. My awesome. friend uh, Jimmy booked me on the show. <laughs> yeah. I think I've met Jimmy. He's a good guy. Tall. Yeah, he's really tall. Yeah, that's going to be a cool show cute. too, man. Dude, so speaking of Clay Walker, we launched, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. And we sold, like, I've never seen people go, like, nuts over. Like, this is probably the biggest show I've ever done. I've worked with all the best in Texas, but Clay Walker is probably the best or the biggest I've ever done. Dude, man, I've never seen tickets fly off the shelf like this. Like, as soon as we hit that launch, like, bam. Gone. Boom, 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 boom. I, mean, I saw you put sold out. VIP yeah. tables sold out in, with less than 24 hours. That's awesome. And just tickets are like, every time I go to my email to check tickets, it's like 20 new emails with ticket sales. It's like, man, this is nice. As a as a show organizer, yeah, <laughs> it's nice to, because, you know, we sweat that stuff sometimes. Oh, man. 100%. Like, and you guys do, too, as artists. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we it's it's good to get to a show on the day of. You already covered your ass, and like everybody's making money already. Then so. it's fun. Then it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> you know, when we played that Pat Green show, it was like the grand opening of Sawyer Park. Yeah, and I'll never forget that. that speaking of hot days, yeah, dude, that that I have the most respect for Sawyer Park just because that one day sold me. Like, yeah. if I didn't know anything about them, they were rolling turf, yeah. they were gluing turf, they were building fences, plugging them shore power, building signs. Yeah, I while was there. we were playing, oh, like no, we're, the, everybody's loading in, and this whole thing is just finishing up, dude. Yeah, we wow. were we were putting turf down. We were, we, that was the first show, big show we we were doing there. So it was, and you didn't feel that chaotic, like it was, it was so it, well put together, dude. Yeah. But it was like great. the owners were drenched in sweat. Yeah. I mean, everybody was working. It was yeah. it was really something. And for me to see the bosses be leaders and go out there and grind like that, I was like, okay, I can get with that because that's how I am. Yeah. I agree. You know? And just, like we'd already booked Pat like two months before, so we were already like questioning like, is this gonna is this is this outdoor area gonna be ready? Like we were stressing about it, and then like two weeks before, it just kept raining, so we couldn't get the turf down, and just all these obstacles were coming out. We were like, crap, 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 and then we were laying turf like two days. Well, I wasn't personally, but they were laying turf, and. But I was a part of the meetings and the discussions and we were like, man, like we even had a contingency plan to move that stage from the back area to the actual parking lot. And we were going to have it like facing inside Sawyer. Mm -hmm. We had all these different options and plans of things we were going to do if we couldn't get it done. But like you said, man, we were 
busting the tail. Paid off too, man. And that was a the, probably that still is like I think the biggest show that that they've had there. I think there was like 1,700, 1,800 people. Wow. It was a lot. And it was awesome. And it was hot well. outside. Oh my gosh, Pat hot. was great too. I kept my van running that whole day, dude, and it never got cool on the inside. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's was, Texas, man. Yeah. Texas summer. What, what was that in like June or June, something? June, yeah, yeah, man. It was freaking hot. Speaking of hot shows at Sawyer and, and Josh Ward, he played there last summer too. I think it was in August. And he was on the indoor stage. But I remember like uh, Barrett told me like, maybe it was bound to somebody told me he came off the stage after the show and he was like drenched in sweat and he was like ran to the bus and just like somebody had to fan this dude. Like he was, it yeah. was so hot. Like could easily probably passed out. Yeah, and he wears the whole get up. He doesn't yeah. cut corners. He's so he, cowboy yeah. hat, button down shirt, you know, yeah. starch jeans. Exactly. If it's too hot for me, I'm wearing a t shirt and a ball cap. I wear a ball cap <laughs> as it is, but that was a good show too. They're all good shows. All right. Well, let's see. What can we talk about next? Talk about the fans. Yeah. So Jake, tell us about your fans. What do they mean to you? Everything. <laughs> I've been doing a um been doing a thing, trying to do it as much as I can. Then I get busy and don't do it. But trying to do like once a week, shout out people that have like put me where I'm at. You know, I'm not talking about like promoters or organizers, but fine. Like, I guess I don't matter. Well, (laughs) well, you don't, but you're just an organizer. (laughs) Yeah, I just, hey, you want to play? And you say yes, and then bam. Yeah, but then we're here. here. (laughs) But man, like, it's, it's crazy. People, I think people, artists enter any type like whether you're a comedian whether you're any type of entertainer i feel like you sometimes you get busy and you do forget a little bit of where you came from like that saying don't forget where you came from is my biggest puppy i hate it more than anything because i i always always remember where i came from you know that's why i'm so grateful because i was at the bottom and i had nothing and there's still days where i'm at the bottom you know and it's so easy to go back to being at the bottom right and i had this fan She's family now, but she invested in me, dude, all these years ago and uh, bought me a P. I was driving around with a trailer. It was empty. I had one speaker in it, but I had a trailer, you know, because I had plans like, man, that trailer's not going to be empty for long. And I met her and I was sitting outside of a bar that I played every Thursday and I just spent the last five dollars I had on Taco Bell. And she literally last five bucks and she come up to me and. Heard that I needed investors, and I, I didn't know what an investor was. I just knew that that's, I just knew I heard that's where you got money yeah. from people. And so she's like, "What do you need?" And I said, "Well, I need you know this, 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 and this." And instead of doing like, "Oh, I'll just pay for a record," she did. She did it all. Wow. wow! And I met her twice, three times. What's her name? Jerry Garland. Wow! Yeah, she is an angel. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah. man, she's uh the she's the, one of the biggest reasons I have had any type of success, dude. And, um. Yeah, she's done way more than that, man. But there's been fans that when I first started, I was I had a fight with this girl whose parents took me to the Bahamas. That oh, girl. nice. And, uh, had a fight with her, and I took my guitar into Toxic. the same bar and was just playing my heart out. No mic, nothing, just sitting at the table being a country singer. And, did you ever have a show like when you were in that toxic – I'm going to call it toxic relationship because mm-hmm. it was, right? Oh, yeah. Did All you ever have work. shows <laughs> because – I'm not going to say a name, but a good, good friend of mine who does shows – he had a blowout fight with his his wife in the hotel room before the show. And I didn't know this until after the show, but I was watching him on stage and I know him very well. And I was like, dude, he something's wrong with this guy. He he's something happened like because he's out of his element right now. He's just like 
speaking like this, this the shit he's saying is like off yeah. the charts and i'm like what the fuck, what the fuck happened so after the show i'm like dude what's what's up man like what happened to you and he's like <laughs> tells me about this big blowout fight that he had with his wife before the oh, show and the no. deal and like we were out of town at a gig and like she left him there like took like <laughs> left him and uh so i was just wondering have you ever had you spoke about i've had more singing your heart out like does that affect I can you say with britney i have never had that yeah and that's when I was like, I'm going to marry her because yeah. <laughs> I got married for some changes, right? I got good. <laughs> right. good. And dude, I've had, while I played music, I've had two girlfriends aside from Brittany and I'm sure they're great for whoever they're with now, but we just weren't, it wasn't it. And dude, we, had, we had shows where <laughs> she would, they would fight with me at shows we would fight. And I hated that. I don't like letting anybody down. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm there to do a job. I don't come to your job, yeah. you know, throw rocks at you. Like, exactly. And that's the biggest thing. Brittany's really respectable. And most of the time, like you, I'm in my head. You know, I'm like on myself as it is. If I don't feel good, like, am I going to go flat? Am I going to suck? Is the song going to suck? Am I going to cut the one song that that guy wants to hear? Right. You know, like. So well, yeah. I think that's important though. Don't you like as an artist, like you should be in your, you, you want to do the best you can for your fans. So mm-hmm. right. you should be the most critical of yourself, but. Everybody, your fans think, and whether it be music fans or anybody who's fans of anybody, they think that this person's like not normal. They're some sort of superhuman, but even artists or famous people, they have the same problems that normal people have. Normal lives. They get in their heads. They get depressed. They have anxiety. They have stresses. I mean, they get upset, you know, so people definitely do forget that. I always kind of wondered how that was, you know, like if you're having one of those type of days, like does it really show so much? You know, because as a fan, sometimes unless we really know your all your actions and mm-hmm. how you you know sing whenever you're hurt or sing when you're happy, mm-hmm. how would we know? We actually are out there like jamming to you, thinking you're doing yeah. an awesome job. <laughs> Man, like I think you saying that's funny. Brittany can tell when I'm not feeling good. Yeah, My band obviously can because most of the time I'm in the talk back complaining right crying but <laughs> i try not to let anybody know i'm gonna have a good time i think all of you guys do like any magician i've ever worked with whether it be top to top or even local guys like they always try to, whether no matter what's going on they try to put on a great show but you can see like as soon as they come off stage or something or you can run into them at sound checking like know that they're not especially if you work with them multiple yeah. times, mm-hmm. like maybe they're not in the best of mood, but when they get on stage and they start performing, like they're going to be, they're going to hide that and try to put on the best show for their fans. Yeah. Right. No matter what. But as soon as like, I've had guys come off stage and literally like start cussing and like, I'm not going to say names, but like they'll, they're not going to do it in front of the fans, but they're normal people too. They get upset about shit and they get, you know, they have, yeah. they have family at home and lives and wives and, and that's all right, too. You yeah. know, I feel like you hear about, man, I ran into blah, blah, blah at, you know, Walmart. And right. was, he was an ass. You yeah. know, he was just having a bad day. And I don't believe I don't believe in that either. Like, like that's a big one. Yeah. So do you feel like you're always kind of having to put I think, on I think a we face asked for and it. act? Or? I think we asked for it. I think that if I'm at a Mexican restaurant and a little girl wants to take a picture, I think it's my obligation because I signed up for that. I don't – I'm yeah. not allowed to say – I'm eating dinner with my family. I get it. There's times, you know, I'm from Laporte, and when it, we moved from Laporte now, yeah. but when we were in Laporte, we would go to HEB. I mean, yeah. Brittany and I, you know, there are days where you're yeah. tired and you're just my throat hurts. There's some days I can't talk; it hurts right. so bad. But I don't like it. Just some days was just like, damn, you know. 
we're going to run in and we're going to have to entertain people here. And that sucks. But at the same time, that feeling never gets old having someone be like, oh, my God, you know. Right. It does get tiresome, though. Like, I've experienced it with Boots for Trip and stuff, like going to a local place in Tomball and, like, wanting to just sit and have a glass of wine, right? Then the bartender knows you or the restaurant owner comes out and then they want to talk about Boots for Trip. And it's like, it does get exhausting sometimes, but... Again, like you said, if you sit back and think about it, you got to be grateful those people are interested in your life and what you're doing, and you got to yeah. just try to do the best you can, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it we, happens, man. We asked for it, you know. But I've also had people come up to me when I'm drinking with the bar with my friends, and, like, I'm in a group of four people, and they just want to say hi, and then I they think I'm blowing them off because I say hi real quick, and I go back to my friends, and it's like they've complained to people, like, oh, he's such a dick, and I'm like – I'm first of all, I'm probably five shots in. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 probably, I'm probably like here. I'm hanging out with my friends. Like, I'm sorry I didn't yeah. like you know, but and it wasn't really those get people, as man. excited to meet you as they were to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. I missed an opportunity. So I'm a but. fan of both of you. So now <laughs> I, I kind of feel how this is. But <laughs> I'm a fan of yours. Oh, thank you. I really am. Thank like, you, Jimmy. That means a lot. When I was starting the the show, I was like, I need a couple females to bring on the show that would be a good fit and you were one of like three girls that i thought of would be like good for this i raised my hand but so did like a hundred other people so it's like (laughs) it's never gonna happen and then he sends me a message and he's like do you want to be on the show i was like do I like fangirl say yes or do I just like cool <laughs> say yes? Like, I guess that. Would yeah, be exactly. Right. I was like, I think I'm free. I think <laughs> I think I am. Yeah, you did a great job on the first one too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too. Yeah, I like. I, I was so like in the middle of the first episode, like dissecting everything, and then I listened to the audio cast, and I was like, oh damn, we flowed great. Like everything was good. I laughed the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Chad Prather is a character. Character. He's pretty funny. All he does is sell t-shirts. Producer John just said all Chad Braithwaite does is sell t-shirts. I love Tom and Matt. He gets so angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's new on your plans, man? You've been asking us questions. Dude, I do. My plans are always just going every which direction. I, I don't know how to stop. My wife gets on to me all the time. But I tell people, like, I don't like to live life, like, being bored. Like, I always have to have a challenge in front of me, something that I'm trying to do or or complete or something new. And I truly feel like when you're a young man that you should try to do everything you can. Like, because the more stuff you do, the more stuff you experience, the more knowledge you get, and the more valuable you become to your community, people around you. So... An inspirational talk I today. <laughs> I feel like I need to get out there and like inspire, I right? I don't know. Like the DeVry University commercial. <laughs> what are you doing? Didn't DeVry get uh, shut down? Probably. The yeah. University of Phoenix. <laughs> you sitting on Actually. your couch watching the world pass you by. <laughs> I tell people my slogan is, what are inspired. you doing with your life? That's like my Sailor yeah. Jimmy slogan. But I That's mean your that why. because people are like, why are you doing a podcast? And they're like, oh, don't you have enough going on? I'm like... Because I want to do a podcast. Like, exactly. Why, do you at, why don't you go do something that you want to do? Like, I'm doing what I want to do. And if I don't like doing a podcast in six episodes or eight episodes, I'll just stop doing it. But at least I said I, I could say I did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been wanting to do a podcast for like two years. And I was going to college and have time. And you learn, too. Yeah. Well, like today, okay, for instance, you're here, right? We're friends. We've known each other a long time. But we get to talk about and get to know each other even more than we do mm-hmm. know each other. So Yeah. 
Because usually when we do see each other, it's in passing, yeah. right? I mean, or we're busy. Yeah. They're trying, you're trying to be polite. To entertain your you people. say hello. I'm trying to do my thing. And it's, you really don't have time to sit. When was the last time? We've never sat down. Maybe when I got my very first number one. Day. We went to dinner in Laporte when you, when I, when you did that show at uh, Rowdy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had sushi. And Jody B- Bartula. Jody Bartula was there. I remember we all went to dinner. That's the last time I remember sitting down with you and just having a meal and talking. It's two years. Yeah. Wow. A year and a half at least, yeah. I think that was your CD release or maybe something. It was a big show. Yeah, it was CD release slash Halloween party slash yeah, it's marketing right. event. <laughs> there we go, marketing <laughs> event again. But man, you know what? I think everybody should just do what they want to do. Agreed. Like, there's so many negative people out there that try to bog people down and you don't owe anybody an explanation for anything that you're trying to accomplish. And I tell people, I don't want to be 50 years old and look back and say, I wish I would have done a podcast. I wish I, you know, and that's the thing is people need to experience life and they need to, like we just said, they need to soak up as much knowledge when they're young. So you know, people hate, they, <laughs> they hate on musicians. Yeah, they, they hate on, cause it's free. Yeah. <laughs> really. They right. hate to hate. They probably wouldn't do it. They'll be asking to come on the show eventually. So, you've had a lot of people want to come on your show. Yeah. It's a good thing. How many have you done already? This is episode six or seven. Seven? Six? Yeah. You're saying six and holding up seven? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know what it means. Here in Texas, it seems each year the weather's becoming more and more extreme. Heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration maintenance, repair and replacement can no longer be left to your run-of-the-mill contractor. In today's world, you need a company that can provide not only top-notch services, but also provide excellent customer service and is reliable, honest, and professional. Well, folks, we're here to tell you, Texas Refrigeration and AC Services, better known as TX Racks, is the company you've been looking for. Texas-born, Texas-owned, with 30-plus years of experience, TX Racks offers a full range of services for residential and commercial heating, cooling, and refrigeration. If you're looking for the best of the best to handle your preventative maintenance, which will keep your equipment operating efficiently and prevent unnecessary breakdowns, if you're looking for a company that is well-trained in indoor air quality to keep your family and employees healthy and happy, if you're looking for a company with integrity, reliability, and great customer service, look no further. TX Racks has you covered. They offer a full range of air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration services using the most up-to-date technology and training with a mobile app to keep you informed about the arrival of your technician and the expert knowledge and experience to evaluate the quality of air you're breathing, along with always providing a live professional to take your call. TX Racks keeps Texas homes and businesses warm in the winter, cool in the summer, and keeps all of us covered with the best warranties in the business. Always on time, always dependable. Call TX Racks for all your cooling, heating, and air quality needs. TX Racks is your go-to in Texas. Always ready to rack up on satisfied customers. Call TX Racks today. <laughs> so let's talk about some sports stuff. Do you guys like sports? You... I love sports. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite sports team? Man, it used to be the Texans. <laughs> he used to... <laughs> I love you, Kelly. He's like, hey, so I who am... is well, it now? Man, it used to be the Lights. I am a bandwagon 
fan. Yeah. I, it's just what Most it people is. Most people are. bro. I used to tailgate every game in the text for the Texans in like 2012 wow. through like 14. And then I was like, nah, I can't drink any more beer. And I just quit going. Right, well, I started playing. I can't drink any more beers. <laughs> can't drink any more free beers. You know, so you're I, not getting better by the beer then? No. Oh, she nice. She did do her homework. Nice. Like that was good. That's also one of his See? number ones. Your mm-hmm. second one? Yeah. She didn't read my Wikipedia. <laughs> Glad it's up to date. You actually, actually, Wikipedia didn't first pop up of you, but I did read other bios. Wait, there's really yes. a Wikipedia. I want to freaking go edit it. Not the same, man. Will somebody teach me how to edit Wikipedia? Because I want to say some shit. I think you're allowed you, to edit Anybody it, right? is. Yeah, yeah, it's actually public. You need to go in there and put that I'm 6'1", is what you need. So, but yeah, so, okay, the Texans, who would be your favorite? Jimmy. Sports team? Yeah. I'm going to have to say the Rockets just because I'm a basketball person. Well, spit just flew off Even though we suck, can't get anywhere after the playoffs. <laughs> Look, guys, here's the deal with sports, okay? Only one team can win every year. <laughs> yeah, but you should win and sometimes, Look, Jimmy. sometimes you have to go through a rebuild. <laughs> sometimes you have to start from scratch, you know? You can't just be good all the time. Look at the greatest teams in history, okay? They've all gone through. Bad spurts. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But we've never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, Ever. that's true. But we have won more division titles than the Cowboys in the last twenty years. That's well, right. my favorite sports team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we actually have the number one Super Bowl wins. So. Why in the hell are you a Pittsburgh Steelers? Because fan? if you actually knew me, Jimmy, I am from Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Fine. That's why she got us in Texas. All the questions. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's fine if you're from Pittsburgh, but if you're from Houston yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm a Pittsburgh fan, then I don't like people like that. Yeah. How are you not going to rip your hometown? I was born in a terrible town. Yeah, like at least I'm honest. Like I'm That's not solid. a Rangers fan. They really I'm are Astros right. fan. You're an Astros fan? Oh, yeah, all yeah. day. But like. Rockets. But Astros fans, before we go to the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sad. I mean, I'm a happy Astros fan, and then I'm a little sad. But okay, okay. is Gray coming back? Man, yeah. I don't know. I think he might. I think he is. I like, think it's weird. You know the the politics of that. It's just yeah. I try not to keep up with it. You just want to watch the game. I yeah. I, I think that because of the lockout and everything that happened, like, and now that they're in spring training, the season, like, he's he's got to make a decision soon. And I think he just—they're going to Astros are going to make another offer, and he's—he's going to stay because all of his friends are on the team. I know friends don't mean everything; money means everything, but it does make it better to enjoy your work atmosphere. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I think for people playing a sport well, that, and that, you know was, anything, you do. he's been there through all of the, the BS, right? And I think they got so close after fighting their way back, right, to not get it. And I think I think it's too soon to go. I hope he stays. I do too. I hope they're not overpaying, but I hope he stays. <laughs> and I got to take it back to the Rockets, though. I just want to know Wait, how hold you. Hold on. The Steelers, though, you're born in a terrible towel. Yeah, really? for sure. <laughs> Look it up in the Pittsburgh Hospital. They are. Babies are wrapped in terrible towels. I'm yeah. a little jealous of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because I we're love real. their style of football. Like, it's physical in the trenches. You know, we're going to pound the rock. Yeah. Open stadium. Yeah. More My hard. mom is from Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, cool. Is she? Yeah, she's a Yankee. Yeah. 
Nobody cares about the Steelers. What's your Rockets <laughs> question? <laughs> Whatever. But seriously, I want to take ben it back Robinson to the. Ben gone. You guys yeah, are going to be terrible. Right. But talk hey, about terrible towels. He he retired with Tom Brady. All I'm saying is legends. Brady's back, baby. Yeah, Brady's legends. Back. Wait, he, you he didn't announced that he cut. Wait, where what is have happening? you been? Obviously, under a rock. For the next part of our segment. Yeah. What? This was like what three or four days ago, yeah. like no all way. over the news. Brady where said have I been? he said gas prices are way too high. He's got to come out of retirement. He said oh. he's got unfinished business. <laughs> he would do that. I bet he's gonna be like Michael Jordan, go to baseball. <laughs> no, he he. What he, what, he, what really happened was. His kids got on his nerves in the last two months. Oh, I did like, see I'm that meme. Here. Okay, okay. <laughs> now I'm understanding. A big hot life. Yeah. <laughs> he hates his home life. The car's not fast enough. I <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. You think about it. Like, it's like a, you can have a reunion tour as many times as you want yeah. and win. He's getting on my nerves, though. Tom Brady's getting, I love Tom Brady, but that's what – Retire for two months, really, then come back. Yeah. I think that was planned. Well, there was like, oh, they leaked it. I wasn't going to retire. And then he's like, all right, I'm retired. I think, okay, here's my, I have a conspiracy theory. So remember the reporter said he was going to retire, and then they were like arguing that Brady said he hadn't retired yet. Mm -hmm. I think that reporter jumped the gun, and I think Brady saved his ass. Yeah. And said, I'm retiring, let it go for two months, and then I'm going to come back. Because that ESPN guy, who was it, a Schefter, or was it Schefter? Or it was one of the big guy. One of the big reporters had announced that Brady was retired, and then his agent was like, "He will decide when he's ready to decide." Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. His dad said that too. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, when you think about it, he even made that series, and there, Tom does Man not. Man in the arena, and that's a great series. Watch it. Yes, I did. You did. So, but he, if you look back at his whole career, he was never in anything. He didn't really make appearances. He doesn't do advertisements. He doesn't do self-proposed documentaries yeah. like that. So So what's your point? I mean, why why go all the way there? <laughs> you know? No, I'm <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. No, I'm kidding. But that you're was right. dramatic effect you're that right. pause. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right though, but Tom Brady's always been that guy. He's always like he took lesser money on the team. He did like, to I, keep Edelman, exactly. but then he got screwed out of that. I know we're Texas Tech fans, baby. That's where I went to school. Edelman went to oh, school. Here we with go. Me. Here yeah. we go. Hey, whatever. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Red Raiders. Yeah. Wait, you went up, to Texas up. Tech? I did. How did you end up there? <laughs> a girl. <laughs> Long she story. Couldn't get into UT. Uh, <laughs> actually, it was top ten percent in my high school, oh, Jimmy. I could have gone to any public school in Texas. No, I was going to go to. I TCU. was bottom ten percent in my high school. Congrats, congrats, <laughs> Tomball. That's an achievement. <laughs> no, a girl. Her her parents got divorced. She was my best friend. She's like, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I said, Whatever, I'll come to college with you. Never visited the campus, didn't know anything about Texas Tech at all, except for this girl from Indonesia telling me all about it. And I went. Changed my life for the better. It was a good experience. Now you're in the greatest country in the world, United <laughs> States of Texas. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I grew up in Texas. I've been oh, here a long time. Yeah. So you're talking about from point. Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, I was already here. He makes a good point. Yeah, he does. I'm now Nobody I'm wants to be in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. over Texas. That's true. Let's I, do a poll. Who wants to be in Pennsylvania or Texas? Uh, I don't know. Everybody Texas. wants to be in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely choose Just Texas. Okay, I do. Okay. Like Texas do. is going to have to buy other states to make a bigger Texas because that's how many people want to be in Texas. <laughs> I think we just need to be our own country, but we got to get rid of Greg Abbott. 
Chad Prather says that, you know, he was conceived in Texas. He wasn't born in Texas. He was conceived in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> then he moved to New Jersey. We can't yeah, forgive him for yeah. that. <laughs> He's probably really a deep down a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> He's no Trump. way that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> you ever worked with Chad? No, man. I've met him in passing. I actually met him at that Peel for a Purpose, which yeah. was like a year ago today. Okay. Are you going to this one? I can't. Oh. I have a real job. I have to oh, I have to go and eat crawfish somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I love Tracy Lawrence. Yeah. He's one of my heroes as well. I saw him. I saw him live about... A year ago. He sounds just like the way he did in the 90s. His, you know, his fiddle player is his brother. Is it really? Did not That's know kind that. of cool. That's why he can sing them harmonies like that. Ah. And did you know that he got shot? <gasps> what? Like I knew something about it. What? So he had hunting. just finished recording. I think it was the uh, Sticks and Stones or Paint Me a Birmingham. And he was he was walking a girl back to her motel. And these guys came up and robbed him and shot him like six times. Wow. Fun fact about Tracy Lawrence. Wow. Whoa. So glad that you're still on this earth, Tracy. Tracy uh, has a new song out, I think. Well, I saw a TikTok video and it was, uh, maybe you can tell me. You don't drink whiskey? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you heard it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's pretty amazing, dude. He's that got is a, a phenomenal song. Mm-hmm. He's got. Especially if you drink whiskey. You speaking like, yeah, exactly. of songs. <laughs> that, like talks to you, yeah. you know? Songs that get overlooked on albums. He put an album out and uh, I don't I don't know if the album is called When the Cowboy's Gone. There's, it's the album that's out now that has yeah, that song. he did two, like two years ago. Yeah. Wyatt McCubbin, who writes a lot of Josh Ward songs, my songs, we co-write a lot. He's got a few Tracy Lawrence cuts that are amazing. Really? Yeah. Like that they haven't released yet? They're out. No, they're, they're on out. that album. Oh, oh nice. Uh, there's, there's a few of them on there, but When the Cowboy's Gone is my all-time favorite. Yeah. He's, he's singing about pretty much like, what are we going to do when the Cowboy's Gone? Who's going to save the day now? Right. And he would, when he put that out, so we had him headline concert in the country two years ago. Did you play that one? He was on tour, like, and he, we were one of the stops, but he was just promoting that new album and he sang that song mm-hmm. and a few from the, a few others from the new album on that when he came to concert in the country. It's funny because you listen to an album sometimes and you're like, the first pass through, like, you're like, man, I don't like any of these songs. And then you listen to them and listen to them and listen to them again, then they start to grow on you. Music. But, huh? Music. Music, yeah. Yep. But when I heard that you don't drink whiskey, I was like, wow, whoever wrote that song, that's amazing. Do you know who wrote it? I don't. I know. I think Tracy was one of the writers on that. That's awesome. I'll tell you, if it came from Nashville, man, there's some powerhouse writers out there. Speaking of writing music, I I don't know how people do it. Like, it seems extremely difficult to me to, like, put, first of all, write the words and then put the words with the right rhythm and the right, like, all that I feel like it's it takes a very super talented person, obviously. But that's why I don't do it. Yeah, I like I know you've done it, mm-hmm. but it's I mean, how many hours do you have to sit there and go through? Like, once you feel like, feel like you have a song, like matching the words to some sort of like, how do you melody, even start yeah. a melody? Like, it's weird. You, it is a muscle, and I've like that's I've had a lot of downtime away from shows the last I say this. So far this year, I've had a lot of Saturdays off and a lot of Fridays because I can be picky and not have to go play in, you know, X, Y, and Z over here. And I've been using my time to write. So, like, every Monday I'll write with whoever. I brought Trent to one, Jesse Robb Jr. He comes. Him and I have – we have, like, a partnership right now where we write together. And then – we just try to bring – I brought Gary Kyle in. But it's really – I like Gary Kyle a lot. He's he's a special dude, man. 
seven kids seven kids wow. special special dude yeah, yeah he's he's really great great songwriter yeah. but it's really not that hard i mean it's just like anything riding a bike any any exercise you know you're gonna suck at baseball until you practice and the more you practice you get better and better and jesse and i will sit down and we'll write a song in 45 <laughs> minutes or we'll write a song in four hours it, right. yeah and then you write some really bad songs and then you write some good songs, and then occasionally you'll get the really great songs. But I wish you would take those like really bad songs and just make some like fun reels of it or something, yeah. like put that out there for your fans. You know, absolutely, it'd be kind of cool to see like y'all like to see the, how they make it a blooper, yeah. like type. like the the journey of like making the song and yeah. like the outtakes. Yeah, I mean, you never know. Like even one of those bad songs, like it just like takes off right <laughs> next time y'all go to a live music show and it's like a guy with a guitar not a whole band because that's always hard but if you go like marshall's and you see somebody playing tell them to play you the worst song they've ever written because their worst song might be the best song you've ever yeah, yeah. Like, that's true if i was in nashville beginning of january and there's a writer named chuck cannon he wrote i uh, love the way you love me American Soldier, How Do You Like Me Now, the list, the Poison by George Strait, Daddy and the Devil Wade Bowen, the list goes on. Well, I met him through Holly Grant yep. at Dosita, and he said, hey, man, I really like to write. And Long story short, we meet, he comes and picks me up, and we go to his house, and we sit down, and I have this idea in my head of just this old man, and I wanted to sing about how life's unfair. Yeah. With like a glimmer of hope. Like, you just got to suck it up and do it, because... Right. No one's going to do it for you. We sit down and we write in a studio. And I'm not kidding you. It was like really great. And then it got really weird. (laughs) That's just what I feel like it would be. So how did it get really weird? (laughs) Because it was like the super serious song about an old man on the corner. And he's in a dirty shirt and a, in a Steelers hat. It was the Steelers hat that made it yeah, weird. Well, and we're like describing this guy, right? Lines on his face like an old road map. Yeah. And then Chuck's like, I got it. And I'm like, okay. Wait, it just hits you, doesn't it? Yeah. And he's like, and so I'm like, yes, yeah, can be a number one. Chuck is a dude's got hits, right? Yeah. Like hits. He goes, but a dollar donation gets you a Mother Mary helium balloon. What? I shit you not, so he said. What? And I'm like, all right. What does that even mean? I'm like, mean? this is a really bad time to be sober. Right? I'm like, <laughs> what did I sign up for? Yeah, and it's called Mother Mary helium balloon. That's the name of the song? It is, yeah. It is it cut right now? No, it's not cut. But it's it's I want to listen to it. I want to listen to it. I have a demo, so after this I'll show you all. All right. It is, uh, he goes, man, I just know the power of a song like this to a crowd. And so when I play acoustic shows, I tell the story and I just kind of walk myself through it and I get to the chorus and I make them sing it, dude. And they sing it. Really? Oh, wow. And they're right there. And wow. it's not the greatest song in the world, but it's like a, man. That's interesting because it's probably so true how there's probably so many great songs out there that haven't been cut because the artists get in their head and they think it's not a good song. And then if they would just play it to like a fan, like you said, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Every song that I've cut in the last two years I think only one of them was written before 2019. I've, the whole last album, I have four outside cuts, and they were all written in 2009. Wow. It's a long time. Yeah. I was in the ninth grade. Wow. You've been writing songs that long? Well, no, I didn't write that. Oh. But like I'm saying, oh, like these I guys are machines, and they write these songs, and they just go in a file on their computer, and they never they never see the light of day until Cody Johnson calls and is like, hey. you know, Yeah. Because Jake Worthington told me one time that we were discussing a song that he wrote, or that he didn't write, but he was playing called um, "The State You Left Me In." 
I don't know if he's even cut it yet, but I hope he does. The song's amazing. I know. And I was like, dude, that song is incredible. I was like, he was telling about the person who wrote it and he said he was in Nashville or something. And this guy pulls out like this folder, like it looked almost like a play, a coach's playbook. And he's got all these songs in it and he's just waiting for somebody to call and give him these songs. These are like his banger songs that he's keeping in his back pocket and uh, like, like what you said, when they wait for people to call and then they give them these songs, Jake described it as he threw him a bone, like by giving him the song. And uh, I was like, just really cool to hear how that works. The Sailor Jimmy podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rooftop Solutions. Steven Smallco and his team are the best in the roofing business. If you've noticed roof damages or signs of roof damage, suspect a leak, or have neighbors who've had roof repairs or replacements, chances are it's time to have your roof checked out. Our team of experts will inspect your roof for free and, if needed, guide you through the insurance claim process and restore or repair your roof to mint condition, leaving you with the peace of mind that comes with knowing your family and your largest investment are safe and secure. Give us a call at 832-512-5758. Again, that's 832-512-5758. That is true, man. Right. That's an incredible song. If you've never heard that song, you need to go find well, it. I it's think it's on not, YouTube. Is it? I think there's a. I know it's not cut. Version, so, and I've been on his. I've been t- every time I see him, I'm like, dude, please cut the song. I think it's going to come soon. So why has it? I think he's saving it, man. Like he's. I don't know. It's he. He says he doesn't cut albums just to cut albums. Jake's an interesting guy. We'll have him on one day. Jake he's Worthington. But to your point on the songwriting. Where, like you said, you practice and you practice and you practice, you get better and you get better. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt the same way about golf. You know, like when I first started playing golf, I'm like, I'm never going to learn this game. Like, I can't, I'd hit the ball and it'd go two or three feet in front of me. And it's like, <laughs> this is impossible. But you swing it a hundred times or a thousand times and eventually it straightens out a little bit. It goes a little further. But so, well, guys, thanks for being here today. Yeah, man. Thanks for a lot of fun. Us. Yeah. Do you guys, before we, Shut this down. Do you guys want to promote anything, Jake? This is uh, going to be releasing. I have a new single out right now. It's week number one. We've already broke top 100 on all the charts. And yeah, just. What's it called? Tractor Town. Tractor Town. Tractor Town. It's great. So Y'all go download. Follow Jake Bush on social medias. Download him on Spotify. You don't have a YouTube channel, do you? I do. You know, he has a YouTube channel. All the stuff. He has great music. I love you. <laughs> give us a like. Give us a download. Sailor yeah. Jimmy. Sailor Jimmy podcast, Facebook. Um, I'll say that what is this? March. This comes out March 29th. Is that right, John? That's a Tuesday. So when this is dropping. Yeah. So if you're listening, April 2nd, we're going to be like three days away from Peel for a Purpose, Tracy Lawrence, Jake Worthington's opening for Tracy. Then we have Susan Hickman and. David Joseph. So Peel for a Purpose, dollar per pound. It gets sold at that festival. It goes to, donated to Boots for Troops. Uh, family friendly. It's an awesome event. So come out, hang out with us, and bring the whole family. That's all I got. Thanks for being here today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, Check us out on the web at SailorJimmy.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SailorJimmyTX, on Instagram at SailorJimmyTX, and on TikTok at SailorJimmy. We'll see you next time.